Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We continue to dive into what the Senate hath wrought and what will be moving over to the House in terms of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, we've talked about the, the emperor has no clothes. There is no real uh, reduction in inflation. I can't figure it out uh, how they get by with that kind of naming. Uh, but one of the real interesting components is, of course, how do you pay for some of these things? And, of course, you pay for things in Washington by spending more on things. And often you do that while uh, hammering those who might be wealthy or well-connected. Uh, However, as we look a little closer at what's in the bill, that's always the important thing. Not what the title is, not what the talking points are for either the left or the right. Doesn't matter. It's what's actually in the bill. And one of the things we're trying to figure out that is in the bill is this interesting portion relating to the IRS and having uh, more agents and more enforcement as a way to raise more revenue. It's a curious one to me. So we turn to a great inside source, Alex Morishano, who's a federal policy analyst for the Tax Foundation. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Boyd. So let's dive in. The reconciliation bill includes $80 billion for for the IRS, including uh, enforcement audits. Uh, Break that down for our listeners. Yeah, so the funding for the IRS breaks out into four big categories. The first is uh, enforcement. That's the largest one of the $80 billion in new IRS funding over the next decade. About $45 billion of that is going to enforcement. Um, that's sort of a broad category that inc- can, can include a lot of different uh, avenues. It might mean uh, more funding, just more agents. It Includes some, you know, better information technology, but the specifics of how it's broken down aren't super clear. Um, then there are about 25 billion for operation general support, uh, and then about five billion for systems modernization, which is just your run-of-the-mill sort of IT IT work, and then about three billion, only about three billion for taxpayer services, which is to say basically customer support. When you call the IRS, you got some kind of issue. Um, that's been a huge problem for them lately, so there's some money to address that, but most of the money is going towards enforcement activities, um, which, again, include a lot of things. Yeah. So, of course, one of the talking points uh, and uh, debate lines over the last week has been this uh, claim that the IRS would not uh, go after anyone making under 400000 a year, that this would really be a uh, a chance for the IRS to go after millionaires and billionaires. Uh, as you break down what they expect to bring in, again, kind of the way they pay for this, uh, I think they're expecting that they would need to collect about uh, $200 billion. Um, there's no way they can get that by going just after the, the wealthy. Uh, this really is going to be a broader thing. And there isn't anything in the bill that says they can't audit people who make less than 400000 yeah, so the the bill has sort of a, a, a perfunctory, uh, this is not supposed to increase taxes on people with taxable income below uh, $400,000, but I think that's just a, a sort of messaging thing that I don't think that there's a real way for them to influence the IRS's sort of decision-making that granularly. Um, and, you know, as far as going after, you know, tax non-payment, I think, you know, on the one hand, I think it would probably impact, will impact 
a broader distribution of income. Um, and so, I mean, I think that in one, in some ways, that's more fair that that the increase in enforcement is is brought is across the board rather mm-hmm. than just targeted at you know one group of of people or not. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it it holds up to the the um, pledge to to not that that won't happen either. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's you know, I guess some good that the, this sort of pledge won't become isn't actually sort of enforceable but on the other hand i mean that does mean that some uh this will probably you know increase increase audits among more income groups than just uh, millionaires and billionaires yeah and and so and so often that uh that audit component uh, obviously for for the vast majority of americans who can't deploy a, an army of of accountants and uh, advisors and lawyers to to look at everything they're doing especially small business owners in particular uh, is there a worry or is there a sense that uh, this could really hurt some of those taxpayers uh, maybe in a little more profound way than some of those who, who make more than 400000 Yeah, so I think that's one thing it's unfortunate that hasn't been, con- hasn't been considered much is the cost of um, – if you increase the rate of audits, you're probably going to catch more people who aren't paying their, their share of taxes – I think that's pretty fair to concede. But at the same time, you're also probably going to audit more people who are already paying their, their fair share of taxes, um, and you're just going to subject them to, to an audit um, unjustifiably and have them go through that for no, no reason, um, them not having done anything wrong. And so I don't think there's been much of a consideration or analysis uh, nailing down exactly how much of those costs are going to go up. You know, maybe the the policy, maybe you take that into account and you say, nonetheless, I think it's a good idea. I think that's that's a perfectly reasonable conclusion. There's the the tax cap is is pretty sizable, so the idea that you want to increase enforcement to, you know, cut down on on tax non-payment is a reasonable proposition, I think if you're if you're interested in, in law and order, but there is a limit to these things and there are costs to excess enforcement and I don't think those costs have been sort of thoroughly uh, estimated or analyzed, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you're looking at uh, as this moves over to the House side now, or is this, uh, uh, of course, we'll, we'll pass the House likely on Friday of this week and then move to President Biden's desk to uh, be signed into law. Anything else you're watching in terms of how this rolls out uh, or what that uh, ultimate impact might be? Uh, on the uh, enforcement side, I think that this is, I think we're, we're going to sort of over time, over the next you know, couple of years, we're going to see how, exactly how the money ends up getting spread out among all sorts of functions within those big four buckets. Um, I think the biggest change recently, though, has been not on the enforcement side, but on the um, book minimum, on the corporate minimum tax, which uh, tries to build a tax based on book income. Um, financial income that you report on, uh, which is different from taxable income. Um, and uh, there was the initial version of the bill would have significantly punished um, investment by prohibiting deduction or curbing deductions for for investment that the companies take on their on their taxes. But uh, over the weekend, um, Senator Cinema um, got the uh, deductions for depreciation to be excluded from the, the, the book minimum tax, which is a, a significant improvement. Um, there are still complexity issues with that tax provision, but um, it is a substantial improvement to where it was last week. All right. Great insight as always. Alex Morishano, Federal Policy Analyst for the Tax Foundation. Thanks for breaking it down for us today.
always glad to come on board. All right. Uh, again, Alex Morishano from the Tax Foundation. And again, it's what's in the bill that matters, not the talking points. Uh, this will be an interesting one to see how it plays out, what revenue it brings in, and how it impacts you and me. Uh, we'll continue to watch that. Uh, coming up, we're going to look at one other point in the Senate spending bill. We're going to take a look at the climate portion. What's real? What's not? What comes next? Stick around. We'll be right back. 